I read a story about an associate pastor of a large Presbyterian church in California. She said that she loved to, uh, to shop at the Nordstrom's in Bel Air, especially during the Christmas season. Um, because at, at Christmas time, she loved to just take in the ambiance. The, the decorations were always magnificent. Um, typically, there were, was live music being played on, on several of the floors of the department store. One year, she was on the, the third floor of the store, and, and she was um, looking at the dresses. These were some of the finest dresses in the world. And while she was shopping, the elevator doors opened, and out walked this bag lady. She was, she was dirty, her stockings were, were rolled down to her ankles, and, and she just stood there holding her gym bag. She seemed completely out of place, and uh, just seemed obvious that, that she wasn't gonna be able to, to buy anything in that store. Like these dresses were in the, the thousand dollar category, and she didn't look like the kind of person that would have that kind of money. And so this pastor, uh, was just looking at her and just expecting any moment for a security guard to come and to, to escort her out of the store. But instead of a security guard, this stately saleswoman uh, approaches her and um, says, may I help you, madam? And this bag lady says, um, yeah, I, I want to buy a dress. And the saleswoman in a, in a very um, uh, dignified uh, and friendly manner, I uh, said, well, what kind of dress would you like? And she says, I want a party dress. And so the saleswoman says, come this way. We have some of the finest party dresses in the world. And this associate pastor watched as the saleswoman took the time uh, to match dresses with her, um, her eye color and, and her complexion, um, checking with her just to, to, to see which, which one of these would, would work the best. Um, finally, um, uh, picked out three dresses that would work with hair color, skin color, and all of that. And, and then she says, you know, please follow me. And, and they went to the, to the dressing room to try them on. Well, this associate pastor rushed to the dressing rooms and got in, into the dressing room right next to them and, and put her ear to the wall. She said this was, she wanted to hear all of this. This was remarkable. Well, um, this, this saleswoman uh, was obviously helping the bag lady try on these dresses. And after a while, um, uh, the bag lady just sternly said, I've changed my mind. I've decided I'm not going to buy a dress today. And the saleswoman just gently said, that's okay. But here's my card. Uh, the next time you're shopping in Nordstrom, please ask for me. I would love to serve you again. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of his glory. All the nations will be gathered before him, and he will separate people one from another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at the left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come, you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. 
I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you gave me clothing. I was sick, and you took care of me. I was in prison, and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food? Or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you, or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these, who are members of my family, you did it to me. Chimamanda Ngozi Adichie is from Nigeria. Uh, she gave a TED Talk some years ago uh, entitled, The Danger of a Single Story. Uh, she comes from a middle-class Nigerian family. Um, her father is a professor at the university. Her mother is an administrator. And um, they, they have uh, live-in domestic help. Um, someone who usually came from, from one of the villages nearby. When she was eight years old, um, they got a new houseboy, and uh, his name was, was Fide. All that Chimamanda's mother told her about Fide and his family uh, was that they were, were very poor. They would send yams and rice and, and old clothes to his family. Uh, whenever Chimamanda wouldn't uh, finish her dinner, her mom would, would say, finish your food. Uh, there are people like Fide's family who have nothing. And so, Chimamanda just felt this enormous pity for him. Well, one Saturday, um, they went to his village for a visit. And, and Fide's mom showed them this, this, this beauti beautifully woven uh, dyed basket and said that Fide's brother had made it. And, and she was startled by this because all that she knew about Fide's family was, was that they were poor. She had no idea that, that they could actually make something. Uh, their poverty was the single story uh, that she had of them. Well, uh, she thought about this later when she uh, came to the United States to go to university. She was 19 years old. And she said that her roommate um, w was shocked by her. Uh, when, when she asked, you know, how, how did you learn to speak English so well? She was just completely confused when, when Chimamanda told her that actually uh, uh, English was Nigeria's official language. And then her, her roommate asked if, if she could listen to some of her tribal music and consequently was, was completely frustrated when she produced a, a tape of Mariah Carey. Uh, the roommate just assumed that uh, she didn't know how to, to use a stove um, and it was just completely uh, incomprehensible that uh, anyone from Africa um, could be anything remotely like her. Uh, this uh, single story of, of a place that, um, you know, uh, 
people were uh, always involved in these senseless wars, uh, that, that they were living with AIDS, that um, they, they weren't able to, to speak for themselves, uh, that they were just, just waiting for uh, some white foreigner uh, to save them. Chimamanda said in, in this TED Talk, Stories matter. Many stories matter. Stories have been used to dispossess and malign, but stories can also be used to empower and to humanize. Stories can break the dignity of a people, but stories can also repair that broken dignity. You know, we've been talking these last few weeks about hide-and-seek, about our need uh, to find and, and to be found, and, and in particular, our, our need to, to find God. And you know, um, God is found in the story of my neighbor, especially when um, my neighbor is suffering. And what we learn about Jesus in the Bible is that Jesus gravitates to people, especially when people are in need, when they're suffering or when they're, they're broken, he identifies with them. And you know, it, it's hard for us to go there sometimes. Like God is found there, but we find ourselves more comfortable um, seeking God in our, in our quiet prayer space or our celebratory uh, worship space. But Jesus wasn't afraid to go to uncomfortable places and to, to seek out uncomfortable people. I think far too often that the church struggles to go there, but God is there. And I believe that we'll never truly find God unless our search takes us to this place where we can see each other. I love to tell a story about you. It happened exactly three years ago, this coming Wednesday. Um, our uh, denominational leaders were about to gather um, in just a few weeks from that, from that day in, in St. Louis. They were gathering for um, a, a special general conference that was, that was called to, to discern what the United Methodist Church as a denomination um, was going, going to do about uh, LGBTQ marriage and LGBTQ ordination um, in our church. Well, First United Methodist Church, Waynesville, um, we all agreed that it was important for our denominational leaders to be doing this. Uh, this was an important and significant, significant moment in, in our life together as a church, but we also knew that it was equally important for us to discern who we are. And that in, in order for us to, to understand who we are, uh, we needed to, to understand each other. And so you had the courage to, to sit at tables together, to eat dinner together, 
to share your stories and to listen to each other's stories. We called it listening with love, and that's exactly what happened. And it was transformative. One person came up to me after the event and said, you know, I've never actually sat at a table and had a conversation with a gay man. I've never talked to a gay man before. Another person came up to me and said, I was sitting at a table um, with a little old conservative man that I just knew was set in his ways. And I discovered that he wasn't homophobic, that he wasn't mean-spirited, that he was actually a sweet little old man who had been holding his Bible and had, who had been believing certain things in certain ways for a long, long time. More and more people came to me about the experience. And it wasn't always that someone's um, beliefs or convictions um, or stance changed, but we were all changed. We were all of a sudden able to see each other and understand each other and realize that uh, we're a family together in this place. Isn't it interesting that in our gospel story today, in Jesus' story, uh, that, that the righteous people, um, the kingdom people, that they're clueless. They're like, Lord, when did we see you? When did we see you? We are all invited today uh, to this table, the Lord's table, to hear God's story and to hear God say to us, I see you. Amen. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners, and that proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory, Glory to, to God. God. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give our thanks and praise. It is right and a good and a joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, God Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your company and with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join this unending hymn. 
Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of your suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples, and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples, and said, Drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant, poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world, the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. And now, with the confidence of children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. This is the body of Christ broken for you. And this is the blood of Christ given for you. Amen. Oh,